Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes in public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. This show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its Soundness Initiative. This episode is sponsored by the Finest Service Organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. Hi, I'm Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, and I have two great guests today, two great individuals that I've known for a long time. Let me tell you a little bit about them. We have the CEO of Police Federal Credit Union of Omaha. Her name is Mary Johnson. She has been with the credit union for years and also is the daughter of a law enforcement professional, so we're glad to have her. And we also have her star VP of lending, Tiffany Michael, uh, also spending a number of years and has a ton of expertise on lending uh, from the Police Federal Credit Union of Omaha. Mary, Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Ken. Great to have both of you ladies. Let's, let's talk about the credit union first and foremost. Tell us about Police Federal Credit Union of Omaha and the first responders that you serve. Well, we serve all law enforcement in uh, the state of Nebraska and Iowa. Uh, several years ago, we uh, talked about expansion just like many credit unions have and we knew we wanted to stay true to our roots and stay with law enforcement uh, so we uh, opted for a tip charter which then allowed us to expand then uh, into Iowa as well as Nebraska and to broaden our scope because we really only had a few police departments at the time now it's not only police and sheriff but it's other agencies as well FBI DEA ATF uh, the uh, police departments at the universities and colleges. So it has really uh, dispatchers as well. So it really did expand our scope. Um, and uh, we, it's taken a little while, because as you know, with law enforcement, once you're in, you're in, yeah. but it takes a while to break through. And uh, it, it has taken us a little while, but we really are seeing some growth. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Nebraska and Iowa, there's a lot of geography there. <laughs> there really is. Yeah, it's pretty spread out. Yeah, did you ever make that walk from the Quad Cities all the way to the other edge of Nebraska one day? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, since, since you serve uh, quite a number of law enforcement agencies through two states, um, you've developed something called a, a blue review, which I really like. Um, I understand it's, it's a deep dive into your members' finances for uh, the purpose of planning for the future. Tell us more about that program. Well, and just like you said, it's to help them clarify their finances, understand where they're uh, at, find out where they want to go. Um, and Tiffany can probably take it from there to go into more detail on how we go about it because depending on what that member needs uh, determines who they actually speak to within the credit union. 
Sure. Um, Ken, what we initially do is when we get contact from the member that they're requesting a blue review, I actually make the initial contact with that member and find out what their long-term financial goals are or what they would like to accomplish during the blue review. And then we make a determination on that time. At that time, what, who is the best staff member that they meet with? Um, between our senior management team, we have a combined over 230 years of experience. Um, Mary carrying most of most of those years. Oh, thanks. <laughs> So you all so started when you were 10. That's cool. <laughs> exactly. so, so we have myself, we have Mary Johnson, we have um, Ed Regan, who is our, we have a dedicated mortgage professional who has over 20 years experience in the mortgage market. Um, actually, I think 17 or 18 years at this particular credit union. Um, but he is, he really helps members and guides them on the way if their primary goal is, hey, I would like to purchase a home soon, or hey, I would like to um, you know, upgrade my home soon. What, what steps do I need? Um, if they're looking more on the financial planning aspect, we have Darren Engelman, um, who's also a finance major, and he is very good at investing in long-term growth strategies. So we kind of make an evaluation of what that member would like to accomplish, and then we set them up for a blue review with that staff member. Yeah, I understand. Um, I'm sorry, I, I understand Darren is a whiz at Twitter, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he loves. Uh, little little inside joke because I know some of the great things that Police Federal Credit Union of Omaha is doing on social media. Uh, and I apologize for for interrupting you, Tiffany. Um, but one of the things that that you alluded to uh, before I press the record button is you know, the positivity of of working with police officers. And I know a lot of times, and it's it's certainly not unknown um, that sometimes people in the law enforcement profession do get into some unfortunate financial troubles, uh, but that isn't always the case. Um, in doing some of these blue reviews, you know, have you come across, you know, hey, you know, you you really have your stuff together. You know, have you come across some folks like, you know, why are you even coming to me for a blue review? I should be learning from you. You got everything. You know, you got you got all your ducks in a row here. Do you, do you have a lot of those conversations too? <laughs> actually, our second our second blue review. The member um, there actually she is a um, Omaha police officer, and her husband is an Omaha firefighter, and they wanted to just get a check. Up. They wanted to see if they were on course, where they, what they should be compared to their peer group in regards to retirement and their long-term goals. And we actually asked if they would like to come in and teach some of these Blue Review classes because they were way more prepared than the average borrower that we see. So some of them have been very, very positive. And we're like, you're completely on track. Um, you know, maybe you should be giving us the Blue Review. So, <laughs> so we have had, some very, <laughs> we have had some very positive experiences with that. Um, you know, traditionally, the, the majority of the blue reviews we get, the, the members are wanting to purchase a home. There's some of the younger um, officers that are coming on the department and they're like, what do I need to do? And um, one of the things that we really um, see a lot of, and we, especially with members that have defined benefit plans, is we see kind of a lack of regular savings. So we kind of try to set them on a path. Like they may have long-term savings and they may be um, deferring money to their deferred compensation mm -hmm. plans. Um, they obviously have that pension, but in regards to like day-to-day -day expenses or if they have an emergency, they typically, a lot of the younger officers, we don't see the savings plans that we do with some of the older officers. So trying to encourage them to, you know, put yourself first, save first, 
um, because they're trying to get, we see a lot of them that are trying to get out of debt and they're making great strides to get out of debt. So they take all of their disposable income and put that toward getting out of debt. And then when they hit that kind of speed bump, then they're getting in debt to get out of that where if they had a savings plan, even if you're talking two months income set aside, they wouldn't be continually going to back in debt. So we really preach uh, a savings aspect of that with our younger members if we see that there is like no savings trend in their history. Yeah. So you're speaking of kind of a, an emergency fund or something, something liquid that, okay, you know, your washer, dryer and refrigerator all go out in a 36 hour period. <laughs> you've, you've got a check that you can write for that. <laughs> exactly. As you know, it always happens in threes. Yeah. <laughs> Because a lot of the officers work several part-time jobs yeah. and they factor that into their income. With the COVID situation, um, a lot of the departments are not allowing that part-time income. So they're basically relying on their regular police salaries um, during this time. We've seen a lot of spouses that have maybe had losses of income based on, you know, they're in professions that are affected um, by the COVID-19. So it's really been a, a good learning experience. And I think we've had a lot of really good opportunities the last couple of months to discuss with members the importance of savings. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. You know, this has been such an unusual year and you're getting hit with with issues, frankly, that, that many people, most people, if not all, would have never even considered. Um, you know, <laughs> consider a, a pandemic, a Great Depression, all that other fun stuff. Um, but, you know, it's a good point because one of the things that I've noticed in normal times, uh, both with police officers and firefighters, um, the intelligent ones, and most of them are intelligent, frankly, um, is they have multiple sources of cash flow. They might have their main job and then a part-time job, and maybe they even have a business on the side and, and so forth. And a lot of, a lot of those uh, additional sources of cash flow have, have dried up right now, which is highly unfortunate. And we've seen a lot of that in this area. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you have. And switching gears a little bit because you, you, you alluded to a little bit the expertise that, that your institution has on the lending side. Um, and you pride yourself on being that lender of choice specifically for law enforcement families in Nebraska and Iowa. What are some of the biggest borrowing mistakes that you see some of your members making and how do you assist in, in correcting those issues and getting them on a better path? Um, some of the bar biggest borrowing mistakes that we've seen recently is members um, probably overbuying vehicles or being oversold vehicles in that dealership situation. It seems the last couple of years we've seen this negative equity trend that the negative equity on one vehicle is, is pretty great. Um, the member doesn't necessarily stay in that vehicle for whatever reason, as long as they need to. Now that we're rolling into vehicle two, um, our negative equity has almost doubled. Uh, four or five years down the road, we're into vehicle three, and now we're rolling you know, in excess of $10,000 negative equity over into vehicle number three for whatever reason. And um, that seems to be a trend um, that we're experiencing here. And we really try to counsel members, you know, be prepared, call the credit union first, try to avoid those impulse buying situations over the weekend where you walk into the dealership, 
Uh, you don't know the value of the vehicle you're buying. Sometimes those are being overspilled. You don't know the value of the vehicle that you're trading in. Um, those are all information that we can give you at the credit union if you contact us first. A lot of times we see members will call us you know, a week after they purchased it and they're like, hey, I purchased this vehicle. I want to go ahead and go get it refinanced at the, at the credit union. Not only have they been oversold a vehicle, they've been undertraded, they've been oversold ancillary products and services such as GAP, extended warranty, all products that the credit union offers for a fraction of the cost of the dealership that in most cases are a better product for that member. Um, and then we also see that they're oversold rate. Um, quite a bit, actually. We, we do a program here at the credit union that's called We Saved Our Members, and we started it as a marketing campaign. And it was, it was so astounding, the number of dollars that we save our members. And most of this is just on recapture or refinancing vehicles. Like for an average for the last three years, just on the lending side, we've saved our members $347,000. Nice. And basically what they upsold interest rates at the dealership. Uh, the dealers, the dealerships, they're in for that sale transaction. They're not necessarily looking what is in the best interest of that member financially. So a lot of times we see that rate upsold two to 3% above the market value. And members just do not understand or know what the cost of credit mm -hmm. is or know what a going rate is at the time they buy a vehicle. They're more shopping payments. Yeah. So we're trying to re-educate members. No, you, uh, shopping payment is important, but you also need to shop rate. We're seeing very, very extended terms on financing to get members in these vehicles that they want to be in to make it affordable for him. And then that's where that negative equity starts to be a big factor when you get to year two or year three and the member has different needs or different changes in their life. They may need that vehicle for a child or they may need that third row seat um, and they're carrying $10,000 negative equity over into an, a new vehicle. Um, so that I think is right now in today's market, the number one trend that we see is overbuying, members being overextended and being oversold products, rates and services at the dealership level. Yeah, that's it's that's awesome advice. I agree with it 110%. Um, yeah, having been in the finance, credit union, banking industry for for a, more than ten years myself, um, I've even I've even made you know I I will admit I've I've made plenty of finance mistakes even with a finance degree and being in the industry. Uh, but the one mistake that I haven't made that has seemed to have always allowed me to either a recover from a bad incident or be able to spend money on things that I really want, like a vacation with my wife, is I haven't bought a new car since 1999. And it literally, literally our two cars, one is 13 years old and one's 12 years old. And you know what, you know, we, we, we just feel so comfortable. One, you know, about not having, you know, two payments or even one payment could be as much as $600 a month. Um, that's, that's a huge, uh, rock off our backs coupled with the fact that, you know, it, it as a side note that people don't really think about too much is we have two older cars. If there gets, if there's a little dent, if there's a little scratch, you know, I don't really care <laughs> that much. You know, it's not, it's not a 2020 Mercedes where all of a sudden there's a scratch on the side and it's going to irritate me because I'm making an $800 payment. It's like, ah, it's a scratch. It's a 13-year-old car. I'll, I think I got a Sharpie here. We'll, we'll take care of it. So I, I think that that's awesome advice. Just that alone, I think, could take a lot of pressure off your finances and, and off your stress, too. 
Yeah, we um, actually, we, we originally, when we got in the indirect market, we used to allow the dealer markup on the vehicle because we thought, well, we need to, we need these dealerships to send us these loans. Um, and then we, we experienced a lot of growing pains with that because members would walk in the door and they would be like, hey, I just got my loan over the weekend and you're advertising 1.99%. You know, the dealership said that they would process it and there was nothing different from us coming into the credit union. You know, why did I get sold at 3.99%? And then we would, you know, say, well, that's a good question because, you know, really the answer is the dealer upsold that rate yeah. because the dealer gets compensated for the upsell of that rate and the, the um, interest that should have been earned. So we found that we were dropping the rates for the member to maintain that relationship with the member and we were still having to pay the dealership for that upcharge in the raise. So we just decided that the um, marking up of the rate was not in the best interest of the credit union or our member. So we have uh, disallowed that. So now granted, do we get every deal that comes to the dealership? Probably not. They're sending it to some of those lenders that are allowing them to mark it up or two or 3%. But our hope is that that member will then bring that loan back to us. And we very actively participate in the auto, auto recapture program. We're contacting our members when we see them on the yeah. reports. We're like, hey, you know, we back run the math on those. We do an Excel spreadsheet. We're like, hey, it looks to us like your rate is like 2.99. We can probably get you 1.75. Would you be interested in refinancing at, at the credit union? We try to make that transaction as seamless as possible. We are totally up on the e-sign. So the member doesn't actually even have to come into the credit union. They can sign the documents electronically. We um, and then we've also improved our relationship with that member because most of our members are like, thanks for looking out for me. We had no idea you know, that, that we could have gotten a better rate at the credit union. So it's, it's more of an education tool. We always try to tell people, check with us first, check our website. Um, but members tend to make impulse purchases after hours and on the weekends. And <laughs> we, just, we just try to do what we can to help them recover from that. Yeah. Yeah. I've never made an impulse purchase ever in my life. Well, you might be the only one, Ken. <laughs> Was my wife around? Okay, good. She <laughs> she can't contradict me. But you know, one of one of the running jokes that uh, my wife and I have. She works in healthcare, and obviously, I have the pleasure in, uh, in in one of my entrepreneurial pursuits is to work with law enforcement and other first responders. Is that it seems like every nurse we come in contact with uh, is married to either a police officer <laughs> or a firefighter. Uh, sometimes an EMT too so you have these public safety families you know if you will much like the uh police officer and firefighter that you talked about um do you have a lot of instances where a public safety family uh wisely uh, doesn't make an impulse purchase and comes to you beforehand and says hey you know we're looking at you know this monster truck that's only $125,000 with all the bells and whistles you know can we afford that you know, do you kind of counsel a little bit and say you know there's this $40,000 truck that's only 2 years old with 11,000 miles on it that you might want to consider <laughs> We absolutely do. And one other thing that we've done is the very first blue review that I conducted, our member uh, wanted a brand new Camaro. And that was his goal is he was like, how do I get out of this vehicle that I have and get into this new Camaro? 
and he was about $7,500 in negative equity on the vehicle that he wanted to trade in. So I ran an amortization schedule for him. I said, okay, at the rate that your vehicle is depreciating, you would have to pay X amount of additional funds each month to get yourself out of this negative equity situation because I don't really want you to continue with the situation. So if you can stay in this vehicle for 16 more months, and you can pay X amount of dollars extra, you can go into this new transaction, you know, clean and rolling over it actually even with no trade, it, it would be more in your, in your best interest. So, uh, you know, unfortunately I hear from him about every two or three months, he wants to know if he's still on track and if I do this, will I still be on track? So I haven't, I haven't heard of another child in this process, but, <laughs> uh, but that, <laughs> uh, that, that's kind of, of what we want you know I mean I probably get an email from this individual and he was my very first review I bet at least once every three weeks yeah. and wanting to know something you know and, and, and looking for my advice on something so 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 far I've warded him off on the Camaro we're about halfway there where he needs to be um, and so we always give him options too you yeah. know when he was coming in he says well I have this $1,200 in stimulus money if I put this down on my car how, how, how rapidly will this increase where I want to get to so I said let us figure that um, so, you know, those are the relationships we want to have. Yeah. And, you know, he's actually a very good example because he has taken our advice. Sometimes we have members come in and they don't like what we have to yeah. say, even though it's the right thing and they'll do what they want to do. And then two yeah. years later, you know, I know, I know you told me not to do this, but I did it anyways. And now I'm in a bigger mess. <laughs> so, so well, you know, it is, it is really reassuring when we have members that do heed our advice and they stay in contact and we have this probably forever relationship with this member yeah. I seriously doubt this member would borrow from anybody else and that that's what we want to do with these blue reviews Last thing we want is like that scenario that Tiffany talked about where you know we, we counsel them that maybe this was not a wise choice and they went and did it anyway and and then sometimes you have they know they've gotten themselves into a mess and they're embarrassed yeah, we have that. We want to feel embarrassed. There's nothing to feel embarrassed about. We've all done it, so we want them to feel comfortable to come come to us so that we can help you figure it out and 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 rectify the situation. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will admit on this program on camera with a finance degree, I've screwed up plenty of times, and I'm still paying off credit cards from 10 years ago. So we all make those mistakes. We all make those impulse buys. You know, sometimes even from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you take a shot at something, um, and it just doesn't work out. And you just have to, you know, dig yourself out and find professionals like you two to, to help with, with the digging. And yeah, I love what you said about, you know, having some of these folks seem like your children, you know, because your, your whole premise is about taking care of the blue family. So, you know, that obviously is coming out in how you're working with some of these individuals. Um, since they're like your children, Tiffany, uh, and when they do listen, do you pat them on the head and give them a juice box or um, is it some <laughs> other type of positive reinforcement? <laughs> Yeah, we always try to do the positive re reinforcement and it's like, you know, you're doing really good. You're ahead of your schedule. Um, you know, and we, we always try to do that positive reinforcement because that member is doing what that member needs to be doing. Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, we couldn't have a better poster child uh, for the scenarios in regards to the blue reviews that we have conducted. 
Um, we've, we've seen them all over the, all over the place, you know, some that will listen, some that won't, um, you know, some, like you said, some, I think a lot of them are embarrassed that they've gotten yeah. themselves in these situations. I mean, the divorce, we all know the divorce rate is very, is very high for law enforcement professionals. So sometimes we have these professionals that are supporting multiple families. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that's very difficult. And so, you know, that, that adds a whole nother element, uh, to, giving members good advice and, and doing our job to the best of our ability. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, the only embarrassment should be not getting the help that you need and making the same mistake over and over again. Uh, if you realize that you can, you can always find a way to, to dig yourself out. Uh, but you kind of have to embrace it and, and talk to professionals like the two of you. Um, we probably have already covered it, but if, even if we have, let's, let's drive it home. Yeah. If there's a number one lending tip as, as lending experts, uh, what would that be? What would, what's that number one lending tip you might give your audience out there? I would say do your research before, before the purchase, be prepared, um, know what the long-term consequence of this purchase is into your long-term financial plan um, before, try to be proactive versus how do I fix this later? Um, I would say that that is our number, our number one tip is be prepared, know what you're, know what you're looking at, know what good pricing is, know what good rates are, know the individuals you wanna be in business with, you know, we're not going to let you finance that Camaro for a 15 year term. Um, you know, so just, I guess, just being prepared is my number one advice for our borrowers, our blue families. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Great advice. Great having both of you ladies on Public Safety Talk Radio. Um, thank you so much for the expertise that you were able to share this morning. Thanks, Ken. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you again, ladies. It was my pleasure. And thank you to all of you that have either watched or listened to this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio. And we will be with you again in about one week with another great guest. Take care. Public Safety Talk Radio was produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.